Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Moran. And today we have a special episode of the show. Uh, For those of you who have been listening to me since 2018, believe it or not, four years ago, um, in 2019, I had a a special guest on the show, my son, Robert, uh, to celebrate World Mental Health Day in October of 2019. Uh, He came on my show and he told uh, our listeners, you, um, the journey that he had been on uh, through mental health hell um, since he had a mental break back in November of 2014. Uh, That show to this date is still my most listened to, most downloaded episode. And we actually created a separate entity from it called IDAFT Media. I-D-A-F-T, which is the acronym for I didn't ask for this, which is something that Robert described when he was talking about, you know, mental illness. Well, today is the ninth anniversary of his mental break, and it's the third anniversary post one extra month of that podcast episode. Yeah, we had we had all intent, you know, all intentions of doing podcasts and blog posts and whatnot since that date. But COVID hit and it put kind of put everything on the back burner. Well, he reminded me that we made a commitment to listeners and to people struggling with mental health issues that we would do this. So here we are. This is I Didn't Ask for This, part two. With that, I want to welcome to the show, Robert Moran. Hey, Dan. Happy to be here. Robert, it's it's great to have you, you know, Um I couldn't be more thrilled that we're doing this show. I wish we had done it two years ago, but there's so much goodness that's happened in the last two years. And I want to be grateful for a lot to be grateful for, but let's do this. So for the people who haven't heard that first podcast, I want to kind of set the stage for uh, what happened. So it's November of 2014, November 5th, 2014. You're at school upstate New York. Right. Or a junior. Yeah. Tell us, tell, tell us about what that day was like when you had your mental break. So I was studying for finals and I had been taking Adderall and I was taking stupid, but I was taking 90 minute naps, you know, cause I read on the internet, all I needed to do was take 90 minute naps to, to function. And the Adderall, you know, caused my psychotic break. And, um, you know, lucky for me, I had the wherewithal to say, to call you and say, hey, dad, something's not right. All right. So I, the, the Adderall, so to give our listeners full disclosure, you were on prescription Adderall from your doctor for ADHD. It yeah. was 30 milligrams a day. Well, you then started to take 60 milligrams a day. And then as things got uh, more and more um uh, difficult with school, right? Studying for finals and keeping up, you went to 90 milligrams a day. Yeah. Now, I, I stayed awake for four days. Well, it wasn't four days, but you stayed awake for at least a couple of days and then you yeah. slept for about 20 hours. But the Caterol, the, the Adderall, Robert, I think was the kind of the uh, the match that lit the fuse, right? Totally. This, this yeah. was, I don't want to get into the, the what happened to you before, but uh, you can listen to that in the in the first podcast, but 
But I think Adderall was kind of like the linchpin or the catalyst that caused the actual mental break. It was like like a a slipper that just went off right in your head. So now you, you, and and you go to the the nurse's office, right? You're hearing voices going on. You go to the nurse's office at college. And what does she say to you? I'm sorry. I can't help you. That's what she said. She said, that must be scary. I'm sorry. I can't help you. Right. So I went back to my dorm room and um, I don't know. I contemplated for a little. I was like, something's not right. And lucky for me, I had the wherewithal to get in my car and drive five hours home. Right. And and you and I stayed on that phone that entire time. The whole, whole time. Yeah. Right. And I, thought, I thought my brain was like turning to mush and was going to slide out of my ear. Yeah, it was scary. And and you know what? For for I for people who are listening to this right now, you know, there was no evidence of mental illness in our family. I I, I mean, there's probably depression, anxiety, um, stress, obviously, some the you know, those things. And and those, by the way, can be paralyzing and debilitating. But that yeah. that wasn't evident in our house, in our, in our family, in any of our family's history. So when you came home, we didn't know what to do. I mean, you were hearing voices, you were, you were manic, you, you hadn't slept in a couple of days, um, yeah. you know, and, and, and what had happened to you is, you know, you were taking the Adderall 90 milligrams a day, uh, abusing it because you didn't realize the power that it, it had over your brain. I was and, so, I was so ignorant on the subject. Right. And then you went cold turkey and a doctor described that as like driving a car into a wall at 90 miles an hour. Yeah. To just go cold turkey like that. And he goes, that was probably what caused the break. But all right. So so you you get home and um, and again, a lot of this is covered in the in the first episode um, of of the podcast, which I'll put in the resource page. but the next, let's call it f- six years, right? I mean, 20, 2014 to 2019 were unlike anything. There, There is no book. There's no movie that t- could describe the hell that we all went through. I mean, yeah. 13 hospitalizations, 15, 16 different psychiatrists and therapists and, yeah. you know, drawers full of medication trying to figure out what was going to help you. Right. 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 Talk about that. Talk about what that was like and, and what allowed you to prevail as you went through the deepest, darkest parts of hell. So I used to say, I used to have a little mantra I'd say to myself um, from the movie or the Broadway play Les Mis. It's a movie now. Um, One more day to see where God in heaven has in store one day more. And I'd say that a lot, you know, if I can just hang in there for one more day, no, I'll be okay. Just one more day. Just one more day. And that turned into, you know, I'm going to stay another day because like, you know, my family, like I love my family. I want to, I want to be here for my family. I don't want to miss any wife's little moments. And um, family was really the driving force, you know, behind my reason to carry on because a lot of people, you know, would just quit, you know, phone, like just, just quit, you know? And it, yeah, but it's not just quit. I mean, you know, that's where we have to, you know, that's a lot of times suicide is looked at as, oh, that was a very selfish move. And and, right. they're, and, they're, and they're victims. They are. 
They really are. Like it's it's you know um, you know recently we heard about a, a young man who took his life, and and the person who was telling me the story says, you know, my I was telling my aunt this, and it, and she thought how selfish of the of the kid. I said, yeah. think about what he must have been going through that that was his only option left, yeah. right? And and that's where I think you have to look at it and say, and and he didn't let on though. The 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 thing is, like all his friends thought that everything was normal. Like I mean, right. that he had some demons and issues and stuff like that. But you know, that's I think we have to look at suicide in a whole new light, right? I agree with you, Dad. I think that for people who are struggling and suffering, it's the only answer left, and that's we we need to be able to be there for them. When I got to that point, like the only answers I have left, I'd say, I would just, I'd repeat your name. So mom, dad, Justine, Jean, Nora, I would say it over, over and over again. Right. Right. So let's talk about in, in 2019, you met Dr. Bischoff, who's a yeah. psychiatrist in New Jersey. Right. And I, I will give him all the credit in the world that he saved your life. Absolutely. Because, because he told us to put you on a medication um, that we were very reluctant to use because a lot of other psychiatrists told us that, you know, one of the side effects could be death. Yeah. Right. And um, I, I, they just, but the problem was, and he, what it, you know, what he said was, look, the problem is that you have to do these weekly tests or your blood tests to make sure your white blood cells. Monthly. Yeah. So that it, it monthly that your your um, white blood cell count doesn't go too high or too low. That was right. what young people, but it was early on and, and whatnot. Anyway, he got, he convinced us to put you on it. And thank God he did, because think about where your life is now as a result. Right. I have, uh, and I've, I've grown so much since then. It's unbelievable. You did that podcast six months after first seeing Dr. Bischoff. Right. Yeah. I saw him, I believe it was in March or April. And we did that podcast in October. And that was three right. years ago. So let me ask you this. What made you want to tell your story? I just I think I think I have something that can really help people. So I said, you know, I'm uh, I'm going to tell my story. And if it you know changes or inspires someone, then, you know, then I've done a good job. Right. And do you see now the importance of community? When it comes to yeah. people, I'd say, I, I'd say more, I'd say more family because nobody loves you like your family loves you. Well, there are people out there listening right now whose family don't love them because they don't understand what they're going through. And, yeah. you know, it, it took everything in my body, Robert, to love you when we were going through hell together. I mean, that, 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 you know, I, I just, I couldn't believe that this was happening. And mom was the same way. I mean, you could see how that could drive families apart, you know, and, and until we understood, we we're able to sit on your side of the table. Right. And look at what you were going through. See, we got breaks from it. If we went out for a walk or we went to work or we went out to dinner, we got a break from the mental illness. Right. Right. You didn't have that option. And I think it was the moment that we realized that, that this is, this is something you're, that's in your head 24-7. I think that's yeah. what you said, well, we need to be there for him. Because at some point, it will get better. 
And he right. just has to know that. But there are families, Robert, that don't, don't think that way. And there are a lot of people who are struggling and suffering in silence. So what I want to say to you, Dad, is thank you for not quitting on me. That was never an option. It was, it tested me. And that's where I realized. But Dad, it wasn't, quitting wasn't an option for me either. Right. And I think people need to hear that, Robert, right? That there's absolutely, when it comes to mental health and like, maybe you're hearing voices or maybe you're bipolar or something like that. There is absolutely no quit. You know, one more day to see what our God in heaven has in store. If you can make it one more day, you're going to be okay. And it's little victories, right? Totally. Totally. If you haven't been outside, go outside. Right. right? If, 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 you, if, if all your friends have abandoned you, you know, find the one person who's willing to take the time to listen. Even, to you. even better, Dad, you know, stop texting people and see who texts you back. Don't text people for a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, and see who reaches out to you and say, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. Right. That's how you find out who your friends are. Well, and it's also giving up, giving up the things that are contributing to your anxiety, stress, depression. Yeah. You know, that's that's one of the, the real dark sides of social media is the cyberbullying, is the is the you know fear of missing out. You know, you look at all your friends who've moved on with their lives. You know, you struggled with that a little bit. You know, I mean, if we're going to that be- was like that was like being alone in a room of crowded people, you know? Mm-hmm. Have you, have you heard that before? Yeah. Talk about that. I want to, I want to hear, expand on that. So imagine, you know, just like being, just like not, you know, knowing people, but not being in the right group, you know? Yep. All right. This is, these were my friends for a long time. We've outgrown each other, but we're still hanging out, even though we no longer have anything in common. Right. They're not your tribe. They're not my tribe. Right. Um, it took me, it took me a long time to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. And when I I did figure it out, it felt so good, you know, to uh, stop, stop, you know, kind of like a a garden of flowers. I don't, you don't water the weeds, you know, you pull them, them. you pull them and you grow what you want to nurture. Yeah. Right. All right. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, COVID, because sure. COVID, millions of people were negatively affected by COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Lives were upended. You know, the cases of anxiety, stress, depression, they, they all grew exponentially. Right. Why, why do you think that happened? You know, the pandemic made us stay home a lot. And I think, you know, it took on a reclusive kind of like aspect to it where, I mean, I, I enjoy being at home. You know, I like to stay in. But I think for people that aren't used to that, it can be stressful, especially if you're out there in the world thinking like anything you touch or anything you breathe can give you this virus. I think that's very stressful for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, with that, you just have to be at peace with yourself. You know, say, hey, like, you know, universe, like put, put me at peace with this, you know, so I can, you know, just, you know, get through this pandemic, you know? Right. Right. I th- you know, Robert, I think what happened was it kind of exposed all of the things, all of the fears and stresses that we kept hidden. Right. And all of a sudden, our lives are completely upended. Right. You know? And, uh, you know, we're missing weddings. We're missing funerals. We're missing births. 
we're missing holidays with each other. Yeah. Right? And, and for a lot of people, that was extremely hard. Yeah. And, and you're right. There was, they weren't at peace within themselves. You have to be at peace with yourself. So how do you do that? Um, I mean, I, I'm not incredibly religious, but I believe in, I believe in God. I believe in a benevolent being. I say, Hey God, you know, can you help put me at peace for, for the day, you know? Help, help put me at peace with this pandemic, you know? Right. And that's, that's what I say to God. And it works for me. So also, also, I find journaling to be incredibly helpful. Journaling can be very cathartic, right? It's, it's, right. You, yeah. you are, you're, you're releasing all of those toxins in your body through the words on paper. So I, uh, I've about, I've journaled since 2013. I've journaled about 50 journals. Right. And I just used completely trained of thought. You know, it could be, hey, I had eggs for breakfast or, hey, I'm having a bad day. You don't even have to get into it. You just keep writing train of thought. And it just, you, I can feel the bad feelings and emotions leaving my body as I write them on the page. So tell us about your life today. So now we are, we're nine years removed from, from when you actually had the mental break. We're three years removed from when we did that first podcast and your life really started to change. Right. So I am happier than I've ever been in my whole life. I love my dad. I love my mom. I have an incredible relationship with them. I have better relationships with my siblings than I've ever had. Um, I'm currently living in a spacious one bedroom apartment. Um, and uh, I'm working as uh, at a school and I have never been happier in my whole life. I'm a better man for what I've gone through. I'm a more appreciative, more humble, more grateful. And I see life through a new lens. And you know, I'm, I, I, although I didn't ask for it, I am, I am very grateful for what happened to me. It made me into the man I always wanted to be. But that's a lot, Robert. That's a lot to ask of other people, right? That you'd have to go through this incredible hell to get to where you are. What if you went through an incredible hell only to make you a better person? To break you, to turn you into dust, only to renew your soul, like into something you never thought possible. Like walking through the fire, only to get, or or the the you know Shawshank Redemption, the hundred yards of shit, you know, to get to the light on the other side. Right. Would you like it, to me? Like, I mean, I I have I'm lucky I have this lens now, but to me, everything I went through was worth it. Um, it brought our family closer together. Um, I'm just incredibly grateful. So you wrote a, an email to the family and, and you, it was beautiful, which is really what prompted this podcast that we're doing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you basically said, you know, how grateful you are and, and this is it. And um, your brother wrote you an absolutely a beautiful reply. But I, I'm going to read you just a quote that he he had and Marcus Aurelius is is one of my favorite people to quote. You know, he's a stoic and he sees life the way I like to see life. Yeah. But he, he Marcus Aurelius once said to have misfortune and prevail is good fortune. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Um, my favorite one. I can't remember who said it, but is uh, treasured are the men who survive. I don't know. That, that helped me a lot. Um, 
I love that quote. I, I'm, I'm going to read a couple of quotes from my favorite book of all time. And, and I will tell you, Robert, I have always believed in the things that I believe in now, but I yeah. feel like the, and that is seeing life through a lens of gratitude, you know, yeah. um, believing in the God of Spinoza, which I'll put in the resource page. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think that is something, and we'll get into that in a second, but I think that is something that would really help people. Right. So like, if you, if you want to, if you want to, Give other people some some tips and some advice on what has helped you. I'd say the biggest one, Dad, is see if you can make it for one more day. You're going to go to sleep. You're going to wake up. It's a brand new day. You did it. You did it for another day. You can do it for another day and another day. How about soon soon you've done it? Soon you've done it a week and then a month and then a year. How about... That's kind of like the Stockdale paradox. Yeah, but no, what you're talking about, and yeah, we'll get into that too. But what you're talking about is living in the present moment. Yeah, right? living in the now. If you if you if you are depressed or upset, it means you're living in the past, right? You're reliving what got you into this anxious, stressful, depressed moment, right? Right, right. It's the past, and and you have regrets about it. All right. Yeah. And, and if you're worried or, or anxious, you could be living in the future, what may or may not happen in the future. But if you can find yourself at peace, it means you're living right here in this present moment. Right. Right. It's you and I talking today in the afternoon in, in November. Right. Yeah. I'm at peace right now because of, of what's transpiring in front of me. I'm at peace because of what you, you know, what we went through together, you know, and your sage advice and your, you know, me being able to ask you questions all the time. So that helps, that helped me a lot. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that. And, and I'm, I'm glad, you know, that, that makes me happy, but I, I would tell, I would tell people also to get outside and see the wonderment, you know, that the universe, whether you believe in God or the universe or some form of spirituality, just go outside and look around, look at the trees and the animals and the yeah. earth and, and all of that and, and listen to the wind and just sit in silence. Right. Yeah. And, and, and take and just take all of those worries and anxieties and just put them on hold for five minutes. Right. And appreciate what you have and what the possibilities are. There's like, nothing like a deep, a deep breath when you're outside, you know? can smell the leaves the changing seasons yeah i just like i like to step outside i go for these head clearing walks where right. i'll take a five to ten minute, ten minute walk down the street and then back up the street and uh, it just clears my head and it helps me a lot you don't have to go long distance or anything like that you know you can walk like four trees down and four trees back you know yeah. and, and and to uh, be able to say whatever i'm going through right now in my life yeah you know, this is something that happened to me. I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for bipolar, schizophrenia, depression, anxiety, any of the mental health issues. Just right. as I didn't. I just, ask for I just want to clarify, like, am I the reason I didn't have schizophrenia or bipolar? Um, I, I'm a voice here. Um, you know, I, I, I don't even I was psychotic for a pretty long time, but I'm not psychotic anymore either. You know, just uh, 
It's very spiritual. Right. But forget the labels, Robert, right? We, we, people that too, people, people like to label stuff. But the yeah. point being is that when you look at and and you, because a lot of people feel guilt, like, you know, it, when, you know, you say you have cancer, people make dinners for you and they come over and they, they, you know, want to be with you and cheer you up and help you and support you any way they yeah. can. Same way if you break a leg or you're in a car accident, but when it when it revolves around mental health, that's like a gray area. I don't I don't understand this. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to begin to say. Right. So there's avoidance. There's guilt. There's shame. There's you know, hey, I wish you the best of luck, but there's nothing they can do for you. Nobody makes meals for people who are struggling with mental illness, right? Well, Dad, can I can I, say, can I interject? Mm-hmm. Um, like I said earlier in the. Uh, in the uh, podcast, you know, I, if everyone put their problems in the middle and you can take someone else's problems, I would take all my problems back. Because you survived them. And I, because you know how I, under, to do it. I understand it and I survived it. Right. And it made me a better version of myself. I consider what happened to me um, in an odd sense, like a divine intervention. Like I would have had the wrong job, you know, wrong girlfriend or, you know, wrong apartment. And I, I think I'm on an incredible trajectory now, you know, like yeah. this was, this was good. This was a good thing that happened, you know? All right, let's, let's do this. I want to read a couple of quotes to you and I want, I want you to tell me what it means to you. So this is in a book called man's search for meaning by Viktor Frankl. And yep. he has a quote from Nietzsche in here. It yep. says he who has a why to live for can bear almost any how. I agree with that. That's like uh, uh, one more day in lay minutes. Okay. So what's your why? My why is family and how is anything you throw at me? Um, This is from Viktor Frankl. Outside forces can take away everything you have except your freedom to choose how you respond. Yeah, that's like like when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do, you know, you prepare for your day. So- yeah, this day might be a doozy, but you know, I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna enjoy my morning cup of coffee. I'm gonna open the windows. I'm on a cool breeze in, and I'm just gonna let the day happen. You know? Okay, so that's how you respond to whatever life throws at you. Yeah, just embrace it. Okay, I think you'll like this one. To see things in a humorous light is to master the art of living. Agreed, and that's like that's like our family. We're all jokesters, you know. <laughs> yeah, it 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 uh it is kind of interesting now that we can joke around about it. Right. I mean that's our that's our Irish sense of humor, you know, like I learned I learned, you know, how to joke through hard times from you, you know? Yeah, I think that alleviates a lot of the stress that we have. Totally. Um all right, I have I'll, I'll read uh two more, okay? There is only one thing I dread. Not to be worthy of my sufferings. Uh, there's only one thing I dread, not to be worthy of my sufferings. Yeah. What does that mean to you? Can you, can you tell me in the new light? Like, uh, I, I think what it, that's by Dostoevsky, by the way. I think what he's saying there is that, you know, God wouldn't give us anything we couldn't handle. Mother Teresa used to say that. God would never give me anything I couldn't handle. I just wish he didn't trust me so much. Yeah. 
That's and, I agree with that. And and I think what Dostoevsky was saying was, I, I've been given these incredible obstacles in front of me. Please, yeah. please, God, make sure that I have the the skills and the discipline and the commitment to my faith that I'll, I'll be formidable, that I'll be worthy, a worthy opponent to my struggles, and I will defeat them. What I used to say to God is, God, give me love, give me strength, give me protection. And I'd say it over and over and over again. And that's how I'd approach that. All right, last one. The way a man carries his cross in life gives him the opportunity to add deeper meaning to it. Yeah. What do you think that means? I mean, everyone has their own cross to carry. Uh, through, your, through your cross and how you do one thing and how you do everything, and your cross is like your character, you know? Okay. So the way you carry your cross is, is the, the character, is your character. Yeah. It, it's, it's how you define yourself in your life. You're not yeah. – you never – I will say this, Robert. You never saw yourself as a victim. No, I never did. Right. And that, and that, you become like this, almost like this poster child for how to come overcome any difficulty in life. You know, like if I looked up courage in the dictionary, I think your picture yeah. would be right next to it. I appreciate that, Dad. Well, it's, it's true. It's true. And I think everybody who knows you says the same thing. You know, yeah. now, you know, for everything that you went through, and we're going to kind of wrap this up, but everything that you went through in life, Robert, yeah. what's, what's the nickname that I give you right now? Buddy the Elf. <laughs> you, you are Buddy the Elf from the movie Elf. Yeah. You know, yeah. you love everybody. You appreciate every moment. You're grateful because you've seen what the worst of life has to offer and you've seen the best of life that yeah. life has to offer. And that is an amazing lens to look, you know, to see life through. Yeah. You know, and so I think that that what, what Viktor Frankl says, it, you know, about the way you carry your cross and add deeper meaning to it, I think yeah. what he's saying is that you are an example that other people can look at and say, right or wrong, hey, if Rob can do it, I can do it. And that's, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and he will help me find the way, even through the darkest. You know, as you pass through the fire and, and the hell, make sure to put your arm out backwards and lift the next person through. That's the way life should be. You know, just lifting each other up, you know? And that's what our family does. We lift each other up. We do. We do. Most of the times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. We're going to wrap this up for today, Robert. This was, right. it was meaningful. It was beautiful and it was educational. And I hope the listeners of this podcast uh, get a, as much out of it as you and I do. All right. I love you, dad. I love you too, Robert. We're going to do some more IDAF podcasts in the future. Yes, we are. All right. So go to IDAF, I think it's IDAFmedia.com yep. and, and let us know what you think about this uh, podcast. And if there's anything that you want us to cover about mental health and mental illness, 
we'll definitely cover it. And we're going to have more guests on our show on IDAF Media. So That's we'll have right. other people tell their stories so that everybody can learn from it. All right. Any final words? For the grace of God, go I. There, but for the grace of God, go I. And, and you know what? Gratitude changes everything. Agreed. Robert, I'll see you later. Take care. Love you. Love you too. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.